Hello, I am Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast. I appreciate you coming and having a listen. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your comments, and your ratings. It truly is a blessing as it helps others to find us. The purpose of the Yoga in My School podcast is to empower you to share yoga and mindfulness with youth. Through the archives and this episode in particular, I know that you will receive inspiration, knowledge, and tools to help you do so. We also are big fans of building community, and we love finding people who are doing amazing things in the kids' yoga community worldwide. So if you know of someone, or maybe you are someone, who are doing something incredible and you'd like to share it, feel free to reach out. You can email me, Donna, at yoganmyschool.com with ideas for upcoming episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy this episode. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Blog Talk Radio's podcast entitled Yoga for Classrooms. This is Donna Freeman coming to you live from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. And my guest today is Lisa Flynn, the founder of Childlight Yoga. Welcome, Lisa. Hello, Donna. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I know that you've been involved with yoga for quite a long time, but how did you get to where you are today and what drew you to Yoga for Children? Well, I would have to say it was really the fact that I had children um, somewhere along the way. And when I started looking around to see if there were offerings for kids or for me to take with my kids, there really wasn't anything in my area. Um, so I decided to take some trainings, and this is while doing my, my former full-time job as a, as a marketing director, and uh, took some trainings and came back to my home area and just put it out there and offered it out to see if anyone would come Well. Lo and behold, I mean, we're talking eight years ago, really no one had heard of Yoga for Kids, and, and I had a lot of eye-rolling going on, if you could imagine, <laughs> even within my own family, um, but it was amazing. You know, the first class filled, and then I offered two classes, and then four classes, and before you knew it, I was offering ten different classes for probably five different age groups, including my own children's age. They were just toddlers at the time, and and it really just took off from there, and it, it got to the point over the next couple of years where I was able to leave my my other job and focus on yoga for children full time. I was so inspired by what I was seeing and, and, and what the parents were saying and, and the kids, the benefits that I was seeing that the kids were having, um, that it just it grew from there. And I eventually started training others to do what I do. Fantastic. So who have been some of your inspiring teachers? Yeah, well, my background is in classical yoga. And um, the nickname for that really, you know, in, in the, the world that I'm in here with that training is, is householder yoga, yoga for the layperson. You know, we, we can't all go to an ashram for 30 days or a year at a time. We have to live our yoga every day, and that's really the, the basis of classical yoga. And I studied with Julie Rost of the Yoga Life Institute, um, based in actually based in Philadelphia. We have a branch of that up here in New Hampshire. And... Um, yeah, so it's, it's yoga as a lifestyle, and that's really my background and how I approach yoga for children as well. You know, it's not just yoga poses. It's not just breathing. It's not just um, living a healthy lifestyle and positive thinking. It's all of those things together. Wonderful, and that is exactly what yoga is, isn't yeah. 
Um, so part of childlike yoga, because you said you mentioned, yeah, sorry, you've mentioned that you offer variety of age groups, variety of classes, but part of childlike yoga is called yoga for classrooms. Right. What is this, and how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> yoga for classrooms was really born of of me going into my daughter who at the time was in first grade and volunteering, you know, by request of the principal and her teacher to come in and share some yoga with the kids. Now, I did have some training um, with yoga in schools, and I, I had taken the yoga ed training, which is a, a fabulous program, but really more focuses a little bit more on yoga as uh, phys ed, which is fantastic. So the kids get to go down to the gym and spread out their mats, and that's awesome and wonderful. But I was in a classroom, and mm-hmm. as you know, there's limited space in a classroom. The kids are pretty much on top of each other, especially these days. The desks are crammed together. Um, floors are dirty, you know, especially here where we live, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada in the wintertime. Are you kidding me? You know, you've yeah. got the, the slush and the mud on the floor and all of that. So you can't really get on the floor even if you did have the room. And quite frankly, teachers don't have a lot of time. You know, there's no time to spread desks back to the edges of the wall so that you can create a space in the middle. So the question was, and the challenge for me was, what can we do right in the classroom that is the physical aspect of yoga, but that also brings in the social-emotional pieces of it as well? And so that's that's essentially how Yoga for Classrooms was born. It took three years of, of piloting the program in the school and all of the classrooms in that particular school, getting lots of feedback from the teachers, the parents, the students, and, and yoga classrooms. Yoga for Classrooms was essentially born out of that. We are now in several schools here in the Seacoast area, and we're launching our website um, and training others to do and share the same program in their geographic regions around this country and others. And that's all sort of launching in in January. Very exciting time. Yes, very exciting. So with all this feedback that you've been able to to gather, what Mm. have you seen as the benefits? Um, Let's start with the students. Sure. Well, the the students. This is this is what's been so inspiring to me from the beginning. Working with children, um, you know, I, I've heard it more than once. How do you share yoga with children? Yoga is this peaceful, relaxed, you know, <laughs> calm thing that I do in my adult yoga class. Mm-hmm. And how does that exactly translate to kids? I know my five year old or my eight year old or my nine year old wouldn't be able to do what I do in yoga class. And okay. To that point, kids are kids. And so the presentation is the key. As you know, most of the people listening to this call are probably kids' yoga instructors. You need to create um, a presentation that's going to be really engaging for the children. At the same time, what, what I've noticed over time, which has been really inspiring for me to see, is that once you introduce the kids to that quiet place, they want it more and more and more. And in fact, what I often get the most requests from, from the kids when they walk into yoga class, whether it's in the classroom or in the studio, what do I hear time and time again? Can we do the quiet time? Can we do the relaxation now? Can we do that deep breathing? And can I just lay down and close my eyes and listen to the visualization? This, This is yoga. We're getting the kids to connect within and really get to know themselves. And from that place, they can just then be that much more respectful and authentic and peaceful on the outside as well. So we are doing it, and the kids are benefiting. They're asking for it, and, and it's really natural for them as well. They're so much more close, I think, sometimes than adults are 
to that really peaceful place, that really connected place, whether it's connected within, with others, and with nature. They're already there. We have a lot to learn from them, and I think that's what inspires me the most. Exactly. I love walking into class, and, and like you say, they always, do we get to lay down and do that? Oh, you know, rest is that? Again? Yep. Yes, we will get to that. You've got to work first. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and uh, my, my adult students are the same. Well, so they how about the it, right? Because really, so, especially if you look at kids' lifestyles today, they don't have the opportunity to have yes. quiet ever, exactly. really. You know, they're scheduled all day long. We overschedule them, unfortunately. It's just It's just what our culture is. It is what it is. I'm not complaining or putting it down. But the fact is that children today have so many less opportunities to go out and play in nature, to really connect, to really sit quietly, to create something to do all by themselves or nothing to do and have that be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's some great benefits for the students. Now, what about the teachers? Why would a teacher want, I have a lot of teachers here going, yeah, it's great, but, you know, why do, you know, it's one more thing I've got to do with my day. Right. So right. What, is, what are the benefits of bringing yoga into the classroom from the teacher's perspective? From the teacher, specifically from the teacher's perspective. The student's benefits and the teacher benefits are similar. And um, for, the, for the teachers, what they're going to see happen, and I actually have a quote here, which I wanted to read that I just got this email um, a couple of days ago, and I wanted to read to you um, the quote. Hold on just a sec. And it was about, um, we had just done a workshop uh, maybe two weeks ago up in Gilmington, New Hampshire, and the woman who brought us in uh, was this fabulous woman who had taken the child at yoga teacher training in the past, and she brought us up to do the workshop for her whole staff. Fabulous. It was a fabulous group of, of women. And there was one particular woman in this class, one of the teachers, and she sort of frowned through the whole thing. I, I, it was more out of disbelief, like, this all sounds really good, and this is kind of fun what we're doing here. And what you're saying is so true, and you're really connecting to what my thought processes are, but I could see there was so much doubt in her face. Wouldn't you know that I got an email from this teacher the next week, and wouldn't you know that she was the one who was so shocked and amazed at how much her children had benefited. Um, that particular teacher was seeing all of a sudden she wasn't needing to raise her voice. Mm-hmm. It was the most peaceful and productive three days that she had had since she took the training and started implementing even just a couple of the 67 activities that are in the Yoga for Classrooms program. Absolutely and utterly shocked. She couldn't believe it. She is now our biggest fan um, and I've seen that time and time again. The teachers are also benefiting personally. So when I am teaching my kids to take a deep breath, I'm also taking a deep breath. And suddenly my state of being is so much more calm and peaceful as well. And when we have a calm and peaceful environment inside and outside, suddenly we're in a much more present state and we're able to learn. We're much more learning ready. And that's essentially the whole basis of this program. Um, is is to improve learning readiness. Yeah, the learning readiness is huge. And what I also find a lot of teachers will tell me, the creativity increases. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And as well, and they, children are more able to self-regulate. Oh, so absolutely. children who have challenges, that self-regulation, they begin to engage that and so that, you know, disciplinary actions are reduced. And, so, oh, so many so teachers tell me, we love right. yoga day. That's great. <laughs> and and you, you talked about time. You know, teachers say, well, gosh, I might I might not have enough time for this. And what we hear over and over again from teachers is, thank God for the yoga. It actually mm-hmm. saves me time at the end of the day because I'm spending that much less time on behavior management. 
I don't need to do it as much anymore. We have our yoga tools. We know what to do when we need to calm down or we're angry and so forth. Yeah, definitely. All right. So there's one other group that works with a school. So you've got the students, you've got the teachers, and then you've got the parents. Yeah. Um, what's the feedback from the parents? Because I have some parents who love yoga, and then I've got some parents who say, don't you dare bring that into my classroom. Oh, okay, just for the religious thing, well, right? Sometimes, you know, or... uh, yes. So, you know, I've talked with some of them about where they're coming from, and they're all kind of a little bit different place, but some of them are a little bit apprehensive okay. about bringing yoga into a classroom. It's like, oh, no, 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 whoa, whoa, hang on. <laughs> you can yeah. bring other things in. But what are parents saying that is, you know, words, what is their feedback on yoga for classrooms? Right. Um, overall, the feedback has been really, really positive. And I don't know if that's because of where I live here geographically on the seacoast of Maine and New Hampshire. Um, people just in general in this area are really, really open to trying new things. And they're all about their kids and they're all about education, improving education um, and opportunities for their children. So um, kind of willing to try anything, which is fabulous. Um, quick story, I, one of my Yoga for Classrooms instructors was um, in front of a school the other day, and this woman came running up to her, recognized her as the Yoga for Classrooms instructor, flagged her down, and she said, I just want to tell you what a difference you know, that your program has made in my kids' life. You know, you, they did it last year with you, and here we are in November of the following year. They haven't seen you since then, but I just want you to know that they remember when they need to take a deep breath when they're having challenges, they enjoy doing the poses before bed because they know that that stretching really helps to calm them down. They're still talking and demonstrating the concepts that you taught to them, like being compassionate and what that means, being respectful, the importance of healthy eating because of you. And the benefits are so long-lasting, and I just wanted you to know that. You're giving such a gift to all the kids at the school. And this is what she said um, to Sharon Trell, who is our main Yoga for Classroom instructors, instructor here on the Seacoast. But that's just one example of the comments that we get so much from parents. Every once in a while, there is a parent who, usually for religious reasons, that's that's typically the reason, um, that they would like their child to sit out. And so we always make sure that there's some sort of alternate activity for that particular child. Um, you know, that's a whole other phone call I probably think and be yeah. able to demonstrate yeah. how, you know, yoga really is it, it, it's not a religion. You know, it, it can enhance any sort of spiritual identity that you have, but we're not teaching religion. What we're teaching are social, emotional, and physical health and wellness-oriented activities that really don't have anything to do with religion, but that's a whole other phone call. Yes, exactly. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> well, wonderful. We'll you, know, you know, I I I do very similar work, and so I get the same feedback, but it's always yeah. nice to hear um, these parents recognizing that the yoga is having such a positive influence in their children's lives. Oh, it's it's um uh, it's amazing, and I think sometimes as a teacher too, there's there's almost delayed gratification at times. You know, we don't mm-hmm. get to see those benefits necessarily right in front of us when we're when we're teaching children, whether it's in a classroom or elsewhere. Um, it's when the parents follow up with you and tell you actually what's going home. I mean, that's really amazing. You know, to, to to hear that, and from the teachers as well. So it's really the long term. You know, we do our work, we do our work, we do our work. We share, 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 and we hope for the best. And inevitably, we're hearing that even the long lasting um, effects are tremendous. And and um, you know, the the whole purpose of this is that it be really, really sustainable for the long term. So from the yoga for classroom standpoint, 
you know, kids learn by examples, they learn by modeling, and they learn by repetition. So, fabulous. We train the teachers, right? And we go in as the residency part of the program, and we model, and we show the children what they're doing, and then we leave them alone. And hopefully what happens, we have a really great resource for the teachers, the manual, and hopefully what happens over time is that these students that are, say, starting in first grade, have yoga with this teacher, and it's just it becomes part of the culture. And then guess what? They move up to second grade. Well, that teacher has been trained and has been practicing with her former grades, and so on and so forth, so that hopefully by the child, by the time that child graduates to middle school, high school, they're fully equipped. It's just part of their being to pull out these yoga tools as needed, and it's the same for the teachers as well. And eventually it becomes really just the culture of the school, it's the language of wellness. You know, when we're angry, we do this. You know, what can mm-hmm. we do? And, and then the questions and the answers are all the same and everybody's speaking the same language. That's when it gets really exciting, and that's what we've experienced here locally at a school that's been doing this for going on four years. That's wonderful. Um, so this is all well and fine. You've got all this great feedback, but a lot of people will come back to me at least and say, okay, where's the research? Where's the proof? Right. right. So there, there is research. That's such a good question. Um, I have a few different things to say about research. Um, 2007, the Symposium on Yoga Research, the first one uh, hosted by the International Association of Yoga Therapists was held. And wouldn't you know, almost a third of the abstracts that were um, submitted were all about yoga for kids. So it was really in 2007 that we really started seeing researchers looking at the benefits of yoga for children. Since then, I would say it's probably, you know, quadrupled, right? So so now I just came back from actually the 2010 Symposium on Yoga Research, and, you know, in walking through and looking all, at all these abstracts, it was over half that were focused on yoga for really mostly looking at the teens, okay? So whether it was yoga and depression in teens or yoga and eating disorders in teens or what have you, there's so much research being done. Um, We do have a good compilation of the research in our Yoga for Classrooms manual. Um, It's being updated all the time. Uh, If you do a Google search on, you know, yoga and research children, that that type of thing, you will get some pretty good articles. Um, There's lots of different areas of the research, too. I mean, you could look at yoga and learning, yoga and uh, depression, yoga and stress. You know, there, there's lots of different mm-hmm. categories. So depending on what you're looking for, you're going to find something different. But all said and done, the compilation of all that research is growing and growing and growing. And um, I'm excited to say that when our Yoga for Classrooms website launches in January, there will be an entire page dedicated to that so that other people can come and find where to locate the research that they need to back up their programs as well. Marvelous. Because like I said, a lot of administrators want the proof. They like, do, okay. and you, if you have to have this, that. We need some proof. Yeah. Well, it's, but well, and 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 if you're applying for grants, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to get funding for these types of programs, it's all the proof is in the pudding, and they want to see it. Now, the struggle in a lot of what the discussion was at the conference that I went to is that there's so much of yoga that's not quantifiably measured, yes. right? So you you can't you know you can't measure connectedness, 
right? I mean, there's so much that, that we could do a bunch of surveys and we can take all of that data and compile it and, and hopefully it'll it'll count for something. But really looking for somehow coming up with a quantitative measure for that, not so sure that's gonna happen. But we have what we have and it's continuing to grow and it and it's exciting watching the focus of the researchers in the yoga community on um, researching the benefits of yoga for children. Very, very exciting. And I, I, we're actually doing a study um, at this time as well. And we're looking at that um, in conjunction with UMass Lowell. And we're, we're, it's been amazing, the interest in that particular program and how many collaborators want to be involved and learn from each other. So we're, that's really what we're focusing on right now is growing that compilation of research supporting this program. Great. So what are some of the challenges that um, teachers and parents can expect as mm. they bring yoga into their classroom? Well, um, challenges. Well, you know, the challenges in the, the classroom space, do you mean, or do you mean just in general? Yes. You know, there's some, you know, okay. there's some inherent challenges. Okay, yeah. I want to bring yoga into the school. Um, right. Oh, hmm. I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, if, if, so if I have really a parent who comes to me and says, oh, I would love to see this program in my school. Okay, yes. what are the next? What are the next steps? Yeah, yeah. What are like the next? How steps? do we what get there from here? Yes, exactly. I understand. Gotcha. Um, well, the first thing to do is uh, to contact an administrator. I mean, you really the administration has to be on board um, in order for this to work at all. You know, you could have um, a really good proposal together, but if if the administrator is is not buying it for whatever reason, then then you're out. So I usually start there. Um, and the Yoga for Classrooms program in particular will have basically a kit, you know, to to bring in, almost like a, I guess it's sort of comparable to a media kit, but everything you could possibly want to know, including research, by the way, and testimonials. Um, and, and it's really important to have that, something concrete and solid. I mean, you can send people to a website, and that's great. But to really walk in and say, okay, here's what this program is. Here are the benefits that teachers and students are seeing for the kids. I often, too, will volunteer to come in and mm-hmm. present to yes. the PTO or the PTA, and then all of a sudden you have a handful of parents that are completely on board and also asking for it, and teachers, actually. They're there as well. And once you get, like, a nice little niche and a nice little group, you know, that's that's when you get support inside the school, which is really key to bringing it in. Um, and then you can present what the proposal is. You know, do you want to do a workshop for teachers? Do you want to do a residency um, and go into the actual classroom? Do you want to do an after-school program? I mean, there's lots of different ways to bring yoga into a school. Oftentimes it does start with an after-school enrichment program, and that's mm-hmm. really fabulous as well, just introducing what it is. Um, a lot of times, too, I'll volunteer or my instructors will volunteer to go and teach yoga to the teachers. You know, have let them yep. have their own yoga class, whether it's at lunchtime, before, or after school, and and inevitably the teachers will say, "Wow, this feels really great. My state of being right now is so calm and relaxed, and I had the best school day after my yoga class. Everybody was more peaceful." Well, guess what? The kids reflect back to you your state of being. So if a, if I as a teacher am really peaceful guess what my kids are going to be? They're going to feed off of that and reflect it back as well. So really giving the teachers their opportunity for yoga is really key as well. And once they do that, they tie it in and realize, wow, I want this all the time. I'd love for my kids to experience this as well. That's what typically what happens and how we get in. Fantastic. Now, lately, or, or 
fairly recently on um, on Elephant Journal, there's been a little bit of debate about how ethical it is to bring yoga into public schools, mm-hmm. where um, it's you know there's no choice. Everybody, you know, it's taught as part of a, a yoga unit or once, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know the spirituality might be ignored. Therefore, it's not authentic yoga. Right. And how how do you respond to those kind of comments? Right. Well, first of all, I would look at yoga, and this is how I look at it, and maybe it's not the same for all people, but I look at yoga as as a whole health and wellness program for the whole person or child, whatever it is that we're talking about. It's There's there's social, emotional, and physical benefits to yoga. So we call it a health and wellness program. And as you know, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada, what is one of the biggest initiatives right now in schools, thanks to Michelle Obama and the Let's Move mm-hmm. campaign and all of these great things that are going on, you know, outdoor classroom gardens and walking paths and all these awesome things are are getting done in and around schools and, you know, improving the lunch program and so forth. This is another piece, right? So yoga whether it's the physical or the social-emotional aspects of it and what we're teaching. We're teaching respect. We're teaching compassion. We're teaching how to eat well. And we're doing some yoga stretching. We're doing some deep breathing. We're learning tools to calm ourselves and be more learn-ready. It's all tied in. It's all part of health and wellness, mind, body, and spirit. And when I talk about spirit, I'm not talking. I'm not necessarily talking about God or some other thing out there that might be dependent on your religion, what you call it. I'm talking talking about your connectedness to yourself, you know, and your connectedness to who you really are inside. And that's all we're talking about there. I just, it's so interesting, and I have to share this. I read, I excuse me, I watched last night this really neat segment, and it was about compassion deficit disorder. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it, yes. I had not heard of that particular disorder. I've heard of nature Mm -hmm. deficit disorder and all these other things that are sort of related, but I hadn't heard of this. And it's, it's amazing. And what it was focusing on was how our culture that's so focused on media and superstars and all of this and, and sort of the sexualization of children, to be quite honest, Mm -hmm. has really caused our kids to not know exactly how to relate to others. It's mm-hmm. causing a lot of stress, as you know. Um, Stressed Out Girls is a great book if, if for those of you out there who have never read it. It's causing a lot of stress in girls, depression, of course, self-esteem and self-image, body image issues and so forth. But in our boys, it's causing a lot of pressure to perform and be cool and all of this. And, and we're not really teaching any aspects of of being intimate and compassionate and respectful of ourselves and others. And to me, that's really where yoga comes into play as well. So when we're teaching yoga in the classroom, going back to that, we're, we're teaching only, remember, only one of the eight limbs of yoga is dedicated to asana or yoga postures. Mm-hmm. There's all these other wonderful things, the yamas and niyamas, which, by the way, are universal principles. So when we're talking about honesty, and we're talking about discipline, and we're talking about being clean and maybe not doing drugs and alcohol, right, and, and, and yeah. choosing to eat healthy. Those are all part of yoga, okay? has nothing to do with religion. It's a health and wellness program. So hopefully at some point, you know, our, we'll, we'll, we'll redefine this image in our mind of, of what yoga is and what it isn't and, and really be able to come at it a little bit more open-mindedly. So when you're talking about ethics in a school, well, 
we bring in healthy eating, we bring in physical activity. Um, deep breathing, I mean, really, is that the only piece that's different? Yes, exactly. Right? I mean, we're teaching social-emotional education all the time, hopefully, in our schools. So this is, this is an avenue. Let me tell you something that the principal of my local school said to me. She said, you know, we've taken, our teachers have taken the Responsive Classroom program. Um, our teachers have learned all about health and wellness, and we have this anti-bullying policy and all of this. Our teachers have taken this. Our teachers have taken that. We're really focused on physics. What you've done with the Yoga for Classrooms program, what yoga is, she said, is it all of those things in one bucket. And you've yes. provided a framework for teaching all of it. And that was such, I was so pleased to hear that because that's the whole point. It's a health and wellness program for mind, body, and spirit. And that's really what yoga is. Yeah, Whether it it's my is. program or somebody else's, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it truly is a tool for living. Absolutely. And you're not going to believe that we are out of time. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. No. There went 30 minutes real quick. Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. It is such a pleasure to chat with you. Um, and it's wonderful to be able to uh, share share with your knowledge and uh, your creativity and the wonderful things that you are doing for children. Thank you so much. Thank you, Donna. So if people want more information on what you do and the Yoga for Classrooms uh, program, where can they go? Right. So Yoga for Classrooms, again, the website will be launching in January, but if you'd like to go to a single page and just sort of get the gist of the program now, there is one page dedicated to that at our Child Light Yoga website. It's yogaforclassrooms.com, yoga4classrooms.com. That will bring you to the Child Light Yoga website as well, which is childlightyoga.com. All right. Fantastic. And you, they can also find you on Facebook. Yes. On Facebook, at Child Light Yoga, Child, L-I-G-H-T, Yoga. You got it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, absolutely wonderful to chat with you today. Keep up the great work and uh, continue to inspire children and teachers and parents in, in your area and around the world. Thanks so much, Donna. Take care. All right. For more information on Yoga for Kids and Teens, please visit yogainmyschool.com. You can also find us on Facebook, and we have a fantastic YouTube channel where you can look at all kinds of videos for bringing yoga into your classroom, yoga into your children's lives. And like Lisa said, it is truly a way to share health and well-being with those of the rising generation. We hope that you will bring yoga into your school, whatever your school is, and into your life. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.